Well, good morning, everyone. You know, I, I could have worn my pajamas actually up here now for the next several days because everything's going to be PowerPoint. And it's different than I normally do. Uh, I don't normally do PowerPoint presentations. I, I, I like to just speak, but I've been finding this in all my studies. I, I started studying the Bible, marking every place and highlighting every place that talks about the power of God, the, the mighty power of God to, to create the world, to transform us, to change us, to mold us, his desire to, to move us from where we are to a higher level. And in all of that, I ended up, God impressed me to, to search not only the scriptures, but then go to Ellen White and look at what the prophet says. And there's a painting hanging in my office. I've had it there for, for years. Painting of Jesus overlooking Jerusalem. You remember what, what happened as he overlooked Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I gather you as a mother hen gathers her chicks? And you would not. You would not. But then it recently hit me, oh, you know, I never put in the first part of the quote. The first part of the quote is, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that killest the prophets and stonest those that are sent unto thee. How often I would have gathered you as a mother hen gathered their chicks, and you would not. The gathering mechanism is the prophets. If you want to be gathered under God's protection, if you want to be gathered under the, under the mighty breast of El Shaddai, then you need the prophets. And so I've included a lot of that. I mixed the scriptures and prophets in, in PowerPoint presentations the rest of the week in a way I think that will, will give you a new look at a lot of not only what's going on on earth and heaven, where we are in time, but what God wants to do in and through each one of us. So without, without further ado here, let's get started. Revelation 12, 7 and 8 says, And there was what? War. Have you got that up? Is it up there? No? It's not up there. What's going on, fellas up in the booth? <laughs> They're working on it. Great. <laughs> Let's have a prayer that they work on it and it gets it, okay? Lord, you know how much we need this right now, and I just pray, Father, that uh, you'd make it all work out. You're the greatest electrician and electronics expert, so we pray that you'd uh, make it happen. Lord, give them wisdom upstairs and uh, pull it all together. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, so I do, hey, all right, all right. And there was what? War in heaven. Michael and his angels did what? Fought against the dragon, and the dragon did what? Fought, and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now, I've, I've had theologians share with me, and a good friend shares with me, oh, it was, it was only a mental war, a war of words, but I don't know. You know, I read this and it sounds pretty strong, doesn't it? There, were, there was some real, real contention going on here. And the great dragon was what? Cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world and was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, casting out, if any of you are fly fishermen and you're casting, you know, you're, you get that old thing back there and... And uh, what, casting is, is some pretty good action. He was cast out. Not just, not just told to go away. He was cast out. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, in powerful places, in strong places, in celestial places. Now, the devil's going to try to deceive the very elect, the false theories clothed with what? Garments of light. Garments of light. It's going to look like the real thing will be presented to God's people. Thus, Satan will try to deceive, if possible, the very elect. Most seducing influences will be exerted. Minds will be what? This is so important. What, what's going to happen to the minds? Hypnotized. Minds will be hypnotized. Hypnotized. We are going to have to pay such close attention to God. If we divert our eyes off of God, we can be hypnotized. Just as Eve was standing there, in the garden with the serpent. She was, she was mesmerized, we're told. She was mesmerized. Now it's high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, let us put on the armor of light. You ask any good Jew about the day, and they will tell you what the day is. It is the day of atonement, Yom Kippur. Happens once a year in the economy of the, the Jewish economy, the sanctuary service. We are in the day. Began in 1844, Jesus went in the most holy place. It is time to prepare. We are in the judgment hour verse history. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. And I will put enmity. You remember Jesus there when Adam and Eve blew it in the garden. God did not want to leave us where we were in our problems fighting the devil on our own. He said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Enmity. What is that enmity? Well, it's God living in us. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just like putting magnets together that, you know, the polar opposites, they shove and repel. Without God in us, we cannot hope. We cannot hope to repel any of the onslaught of the devil. 4,000 years, the battle continued from the time of the garden. Jesus came, and what did Jesus do? He healed many that were sick of various diseases and cast out many devils. Jesus was still in the process of casting out devils, casting out demons. He cast out Satan out of heaven, went into humanity and cast out demons, more devils. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. My, oh my. Praise God. He has the power. You know, I've read my Bible from cover to cover. God never loses. God has the power. Jesus came here on planet Earth to demonstrate that he has the power to cast out the devil. I was down in Madagascar. Met this lady as a little girl. She walked in the home and in the family with demons. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Just like we're looking at one another today, they held fellowship with demons in the household. They talked with demons. They walked with demons, did all these things with demons. And she said, one day as she got old enough, the demon said, we want you to become a witch for us. We'll give you great powers. Well, she said, that sounded good. And the demons told her, go down to the river where she went down to the river and under the water for a day and a half. I said, what did you say? She said, I went underwater for a day and a half where the demons fed me underwater. Let me tell you, if you think 
that you as a human being or I as a human being can do battle with the devil on our own, you are absolutely mistaken. Absolutely mistaken. You will lose. Demons have incredible power. They gave her power over lightning. She could control lightning. She could be shot with a gun. It would not hurt her. One day the armies came to take over her village. She created potions to to keep the whole army away, and it did. Kept the entire army away from her village. Then one day, then one day, oh, she said, the demons were mad at me, and I was sick. The devils couldn't heal me, and there was a knock on my door. I came to the door. Two young ladies, nicely dressed in white outfits, said, we represent the king of the universe. We've come to pray for you. He can heal you. She thought, well, the demons haven't done anything for me lately. Go ahead. And they prayed for her, and she was healed immediately. And then they said, you should listen to Adventist World Radio. It'll be a blessing to you. She began listening to the radio program. She accepted Jesus. And while I was there, she says, oh, please, can you help me? I, I said, do what? She says, please, we need to build a church. I said, how come? Well, she says, there's 100 people that I've been bringing to the Lord on a regular basis. God is more powerful. But you cannot defeat or deal with the devil on your own, believe me. And he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over how many demons? All demons and to cure disease. And he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God. Now this power and authority... Dunamis, where we get our word dynamite, is the Greek. That's translated power. Ecosia is translated authority. God is ruler of the universe. He has the authority. And he's got the strength and power to back it up. And he gave that to his disciples. Our marching orders. Here's our marching orders. To set humanity free. His vision, our mission to wage war against the devil and destroy his kingdom. To be a physician to souls and of souls and to preach the gospel that will eternally set men and women free. That's our marching orders. That's the reason that God gives us the power. That's the reason he gave the disciples the power and the authority to cast out demons. The fact that men have been possessed with demons is clearly stated in the New Testament. Make no Make no mistake about it, it still happens. The persons thus afflicted were not merely suffering with diseases from natural causes. Demons are real. The devil is real. The battle is real. The war is real. He would like us to think, oh, it's not a big deal. He would, especially here in North America, he kind of hides behind the scenes. He comes in in every, every other little nuance and every other little way. Uh, but ask those who have been to India, who've seen demon possession, who've seen these things. It's absolutely real. I was down in the Dominican Republic doing a series of meetings. A lady came up to me one night and she says, please, she says, can you come over to my house? I said, sure. The translator and I went over to the house that day. Boy, it's a little old rickety house. You can see through the, the, the walls, dirt floor. We sit down on a little couch that we sank down almost to the ground and the dust kind of filtered up through the, you know, the couch as we sat down. I said, how can we help you? Well, she said, every night when I go to bed, 
when I close the door of the bedroom, I get in bed, and as soon as I'm in bed, she said, the door opens, and a little man, a tiny man, runs up, jumps on the bed, and tries to choke. I said, what do you think that is? She says, oh, she says, I think it's, I think it's the demons. I said, I agree. I said, let's pray about it. She says, I've never prayed. I said, well, let's get down on the, on the floor or on the ground. And I said, I will pray, and then you say the words after me. Okay. Got down on the, on the floor there, and they closed their eyes. I kept my eyes open. We began praying. I prayed, the translator, and then to her. I said, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your love. Went around the circle. And then I said, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. You would wash your blood over me. Now, I knew at this moment, if there was anything going on, that, that very phrase of the blood of Jesus Christ washing over just drives the demons crazy. It got around to her, Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. Wham! She slammed down on the ground. She began grabbing her throat and choking and I grabbed a hold of her, demanded in the name of Jesus Christ that the demons come out of her. And in a moment, she, she stopped, she sat up, she, she wiped her face, she looked around and said, you okay? And she's still kind of just doing this a little bit with her throat. I said, you okay? Yeah, I am. And I thought, no, not quite right yet. But came to the meetings that night. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Came to the meetings the next night. You okay? No, I said, would you come over again? came over same thing not the identical we repeated that scenario almost to the to the we couldn't have sketched it out any better if we'd written it all cast the demons out again back to the meetings finally toward after after when something like this happens a second time you begin asking is there anything in your home that you're hanging on to that was from the old life of of you know demons or this and that some of these countries find they still have pictures of gods or or various things they've got something that gives entrance to the demons into the home into the family into the life i read roger Murnau's books years ago and and uh in my own life i thought wow i used to keep a hookah for those of you who don't have a clue what a hookah is you know turkish water pipe it was about this long and and i, I just kept it as a memento of the old days you know of smoking dope and everything and uh didn't do it anymore of course but just kind of it was one of those things I took that and I threw it out in the trash and I went searching through my house and I went through everything and I threw anything out I used to I used to like as I traveled and and uh, did mission work I'd collect the 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 masks you know the 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 ugly looking masks and the weird masks and everything man I threw all those out of the house because I began seeing as I traveled and I did these things how the demons would would seek entrance through through this kind of thing through Someone may have up a, a poster of the god Shiva, who's the destroyer god. Uh, they may have this or that. Well, I began asking this lady, and she went down the list, and she kept thinking about it. She said, well, she says, my husband takes everybody to the, the witch doctor here for healing, and so it takes me too. Great, you know. And then it comes out, well, we're really not married. We've been together for these years, but we're not married. And a lot of different things begin coming out. But by the way, folks, I hope that you search out your own lives. Look in your own homes. Is there anything in your life that you're hanging on from any kind of past? From any kind of past? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you don't, you don't find demons around every corner, but there's no use inviting. Anyway, we work to, to try and unite this, 
this lady and, and her husband together and things. She wanted to be baptized. And it turns out the husband stood her up on the wedding day we had planned and everything else, lots of different things. So I was down to my final night. She couldn't be baptized yet. I'm down to my final evening, though. And I had a call, and uh, uh, shortly after the pastor was in baptizing some folks, he had a final call, and as he has a call, she came forward. She's standing there. He begins praying, and the moment he begins praying, she is virtually lifted up just like this. I mean, her whole body is just lifted up and then slammed down on the tile floor, and she begins bouncing up and down. And the elders, the elders know what's going on. They, reach, they go over and they pull a curtain across the whole stage, and they dismiss everybody, and it's time for everybody to go home. They're used to this kind of thing. And we all go up and we grab body parts to keep her from slamming up and down and hurting herself. And I began demanding that the demons come out of her. And she's looking the other direction, demanding the demons come out of her. All of a sudden, I, I don't know why I said this, except I guess God led me to say it. I said, demons, I demand that you turn in the name of Jesus Christ and look at me. And immediately her head whipped over to me and it was like looking in the black pits of hell. And it just sent shivers up my spine. It said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And in a moment, she sat up. She wiped her face off. I said, you okay? She says, yeah. And I had to leave the next day. Two weeks later, I got, a, I got a letter from the pastor. And the pastor said, praise God. God got the victory today. The devil tried to drown her in the baptismal tank, but Jesus was victorious. Amen. Jesus, brothers and sisters, when you want God in your life, is always victorious always victorious the devil can never win but the devil is powerful and the devil wants to kill us but the demons were cast out god delivered this lady who desired deliverance that's the real key is what is your will what is your will notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven not that we may have power over demons, not that God has given us uh, an opportunity to do that, but our names are written in the heavenly books. Then he said unto me, Do not fear, Daniel, from the first day your words were heard, and I have come for your words. But the ruler of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Daniel was praying. God came to answer that prayer, but... Because of the devil, he got hung up. You wonder sometimes when it seems like your prayers are not answered, when things are happening, there is a real controversy going. And Daniel here, we get a view into this controversy. For 21 days, the devil opposed what God wanted to do. And reinforcements come in, and now he can show up and talk with Daniel. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Who is able to make war with him? We are moving to a moment, a time in history where everything from the whole planet is going to be made absolutely plain, black and white between good and evil. Today the lines are, are slightly grayed. But brothers and sisters, when you follow God, when you study his word, there is no gray. You can tell the difference between good and evil in absolutely everything. And we need at this time in our history 
to be coming to that point, to understand and see clearly, to have spiritual discernment of what good is and what evil is when God says, this is the way, walk ye in it. He doth great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven. I used to think that that was literal fire, and it may be. But it's also a false Pentecost. As we come to the time when revival and reformation, the devil will be doing the same thing. The devil will have a false revival. The devil is having a false revival today. He does not want God's people to see the truth. He deceived them that dwell on the earth by means of those, what? Hello? Miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Miracles. Real miracles. Controlling lightning. Being shot with a gun doesn't hurt you. Keeping an entire army at bay. Real miracles. And Satan, surrounded by evil angels, claiming to be God, will work miracles of all kinds to deceive. Deceive who? Yeah, the very elect. Deceive those. He, he's not gunning for anybody else. Those he already has. He's gunning for you. He's gunning for you. The devil is as a roaring lion. And if today, if God would not restrain him, he'd love to come in here and absolutely rip you to shreds. Do you believe that? The devil would just love to tear you. I hope we realize how strong this controversy really is. How, how strong, how real this war really is. While appearing to the children of men as a great physician who can heal all their maladies, he will bring disease and disaster until populous cities are reduced to ruin and desolation. We're seeing it happen now. You cannot turn on the news. Why? I, I watch a fair amount of Fox News, and there's a Fox News alert on top of a Fox News alert on top of a Fox News alert. It, it's amazing some days. It's like, what is going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. This very thing. This very thing. The devil is active. And he wants to tell, tear everybody and take everybody down to eternal ruin. Even now, he's at work in accidents and calamities by sea and by land and great conflagrations in fierce tornadoes and terrific hailstorms and tempest floods cyclones tidal waves and earthquakes in every place in a thousand forms satan is exercising his power sounds like today's headlines does it not do you think we're at the end of time absolutely Absolutely. He sweeps away the ripening harvest, and famine and distress follow. He imparts to the air a deadly taint, and thousands perish by the pestilence. These visitations are to become more and more frequent and disastrous. We are in the last moments, brothers and sisters of earth's history. Reuben. I met Reuben. He'd, he'd been an Adventist, a young Adventist in Kenya. He told me, he said, you know, he said, I, I wanted nothing else to do with Adventism. I'd had enough. I went out and became a truck driver. And as a truck driver, he said, I used to drive loads from the west side of Kenya out to the east side of Kenya, all the way out to the ocean. And in doing so, I had to go through Savo National Park. If you Google that, it's T-S-A-V-O. And you put in lion in there, it'll pull up the man-eating lions of Savo. Now he said, for that very reason, I never, he said, went through there at night. Never. But one day, the company calls him and said, we've, we've got a huge load we 
we need to get it out there and we'll pay you a lot of money if you take it. Well, he talked with his partner. They said, yeah, we need the money. So they took off driving. And they're driving through the park and all of a sudden, truck quits. Lost the drive shaft, I guess. Calls up the company. Company said, it'll be morning before we can get there because we just, you're too far away. So they roll up the windows, turn on the radio, and on the radio, there's a preacher. Preacher says, today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice calling, harden not your hearts, Reuben reaches over, turns off the radio. They want nothing to do with Christianity. In the next second, out Reuben's side over here, there's a big old male lion looking in his window. Now, a male lion is 450, maybe 500 pounds, kind of fills the whole wind, window. Well, this made him a little nervous. The lion backs out, goes on, walks down the road a little bit, about 20 yards out, and pretty soon a female and some cubs come out. They mill around a little bit, and then the lion comes back, and he comes up and he puts his paws up on the front of the truck and looks in at both Reuben and his partner. And then he backs up. And all of a sudden, he takes off, he runs up, he flies through the air, smashes through the windshield, and the windshields there aren't like ours. They just bust in a million pieces, grabs Reuben's partner, and begins eating him right in front of Reuben on the ground. Now, this is a come-to-Jesus moment for Reuben. Reuben says, oh God, I'll do anything you want. Save me, Lord. Please help me. And we didn't put this on the, on the television, but Reuben said the lion started eating from the feet up. And so the guy is screaming, looking at him the whole time. Reuben, Reuben said, I lost every bodily function. It scared me so badly, but I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. I just kept praying, God, save me. And finally... The lion, and now the lion came up and put his paws up on the inside of the dash and looked at Reuben. And he backed up. And Reuben said, he's praying and praying, God help me. And about that moment, a car drove up over here. The light's on, it's dark, remember? Lights are on, but they don't drive past. Reuben thought they're too scared to drive by because there's still some things left there. And they just stayed there. Now the lion backs up again, just like he'd done before, looks around, and all of a sudden he takes off, he runs, he slams his paws up on the inside of the dash, flips up on top of the vehicle, where he stays there asleep all night long. Next morning, they come, they chase, chase all the lions away. A little tiny lady gets out of the truck, or out of the vehicle over here, walks over to Reuben. Reuben's about six foot four. She pokes her finger to his chest and says, Are you a Christian? Uh, he said, well, uh, 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 yes, I guess I am. Now, listen to this. She doesn't know him. You need to go home and study and pray. And she turned and got in her car and left. I said, Reuben. I said, who did you think that was? Well, he said, I thought maybe it was my angel. I said, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. God is more powerful. But the devil make no mistake, would like to tear every single one of you in little tiny shreds, in little tiny pieces. And he'll do that in different ways. He may do it with your family. He may do it with your friends. He may do it with television, with, with whatever comes into your life that takes you away from a relationship. God says, you shall tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the jackal. You shall trample underfoot by God's power, by seeking a friendship and relationship with him. The devil can have no part of you. Can you say amen? 
God always wins. Say that with me. God always wins. I love it. In Africa, the little, the little children sing a song, God is a winner man. You know, God is a winner man. God is a winner man. He is the winner man. He wins. He wins. And you can win too if you have God in your life, if you invite him in your life. Jesus said, what's the matter with you folks out here? You know, he said, you don't understand. You err because you don't know the scriptures nor the power of God. The devil has tried to keep God's power away from the Seventh-day Adventist church. He's tried to keep the knowing of the real power of God from us. All week I'm going to build on this, talking about this, this power that God has and the desire of God to, to live in us, to transform us, to change us through his power but we don't know the scriptures does your bible look like this or is your bible brand new is it on the shelf and collecting dust you don't need to raise your hands this morning but this we are told is life eternal that you might know him the only true god in jesus christ whom thou hast sent knowing god is very personal it's very real and the only way you can know him is by spending time with him. Husbands, wives, if my wife called right now and I got on the cell phone, I said, uh, hello? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, who is this? Oh, oh, Janine. Yeah, yeah, sure. If I, how long would I be married, ladies? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't last long, I'll tell you. And that's why many marriages don't, because they don't spend that personal time together. We cannot have a marriage with Jesus Christ unless we spend personal time. Now, Exodus, Exodus 15. I love Exodus 15, but Exodus 14 has some very interesting things too. You remember, this is where, this is where the whole army of, of Egypt is pursuing the Israelites. They get up to the, the edge of the sea there. And they're, they're whining and they're complaining and they're shouting at God. Oh, you know, we're going to die out here. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even begin to do it as badly as they were doing. And God says, be quiet. Be quiet. Stand and watch the power of God. And then go forward. That's Exodus 15. And then I don't think it's any, any mistake that Revelation 15 talks about another group who stand on the sea of glass, who have gained the victory through the power of God. Because they understand that they need God so desperately and God will fight every battle for them. God will defeat the devil at every turn for them. God never loses. And those are the ones who stand on the sea of glass very soon. Soon and very soon. Jesus is coming. And those who understand this, those who have allowed God to, to transform them, who, who accept that power and that authority to do away with the devil in their lives, are the ones who are going to stand on that great day. Christ followers are to look upon Satan as a what? A conquered foe. Behold, he said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Over all the power. There is no need in our lives to act like we have before. Because God gives us all power. It's not us. It's not about us. It's about God. 
When you don't think that God has all power, you say more about God than you do your own personal experience. When, when, when you've got all these sins and all these troubles and all these things going on in your life, you're, you're making more of a statement about God and what you believe about the power that he has or doesn't have than you are about you. And when he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And they, they 70 returned because God had given them all that power too. And with joy, they said, wow, Lord, even the devils, even the devils are subject, <laughs> subject to us through your name. How? Through God's name. Through God's down in India one time. Baptism going on out in the river. One of our candidates and, and a friend of mine who's, man, he's, he's now the uh, division ministerial director over there. He's a big guy. I saw him, he's over there, and he's, he's straining and tugging. He's got a little lady in the water who's about 80 pounds soaking wet. He's, he's trying to pull her up, and I'm wondering, what is going on? What is going on? First time I'd ever been in India. And all of a sudden, she pulls her out, and it's just it's all contorted and everything. And all of a sudden, the Lord just says, demons. And two guys are pulling her out, getting her over to the bank. And I grab a hold of her at the water's edge and demand the demons come out of her. In a moment, she wipes all the water off her hair and somebody brings her a blanket and she walks up and she's okay. I go, wow. I begin talking with the pastor afterwards. I said, man. He said, well, you mean, he says, you mean in your schools over there, they don't train you on how to cast out demons? said no that's not in the curriculum where I was but it's a it's a normal thing in these places the devil in different countries operates in different ways in these countries he operates totally out in the open some friends we had friends two two couples they were having kind of fights together you know back and forth just they were on each other a little edgy and things but they had decided to go pray for this lady that had some demon problems they got to her home they sent everybody out of the home except the lady and a friend and the pastor that was with them. And they, matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, he was a Michigander, one of them, and a good friend of mine. And uh, matter of fact, I... Uh, but uh, they, they got in there and they began talking and pretty soon they said, let's have prayer. They began praying and, and asking God to to deal with this situation. All of a sudden, this lady, who my, my good friend was a very strong guy, reaches over, grabs his arm, and begins tightening her grip on his arm till he thought it was going to break his arm. And he, try, he was trying to pull her hand off, and he couldn't yank her hand off. One hand, and with both of his hands, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't extract himself. And all of a sudden, the couple's opened their eyes, they looked at each other, and they realized they were dealing with more than they could handle on their own. And they realized that their own lives were not right with God. And they realized they needed to do something right away. And they began in earnest saying, God, forgive us for all of our sins. God, wash us and cleanse us in your blood. God, help us. And they began praying in earnest, please, God, help us and cast the demons out of here. And all of a sudden, the demons went from her into the other woman. And she began frothing around they cast the demons out of her. And when they showed up that night at home, they were stone cold silent. We knew something happened. They didn't say anything for quite a while. 
But let me tell you, when your life is not right with God, you cannot defeat the devil. When you have things hanging on in your life, you just cannot defeat the devil. But when you invite God in, God will defeat the devil. You believe that there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. The devil trembles. Tremble in the Greek is to bristle, to shudder, to have one's hair stand on end. That causes the demons that much consternation because they know, they appreciate the power of God. If we, brothers and sisters, would appreciate the power of God more, we'd be seeking that power in our lives to change us every moment of every day to dwell in us. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, what? Who can be against us? Is there anybody that can be against us when God is living in us? Anybody? What do you say? No, absolutely not. Satan will work his miracles to deceive. He will set up his power as supreme. The church may appear as about to fall, but it does not fall. It remains while the sinners in Zion will be sifted out. The chafe separated from the precious wheat. This is a terrible ordeal. But nevertheless, it must take place. The devil wants to separate you. The devil wants to tear at you. The devil wants to sift you. You remember what Jesus said? The devil wants you, but I have prayed for you. God's desire is that you come to him. God's desire is that you seek him every moment of every day. Because the devil wants you. We're not to stand still in the Christian life. There's an advancement for us to make. We are to lay hold of him who has what? All power. Remembering that every hour, every moment, what? We need his help. Every hour, every moment. Every moment. The devil is lurking every moment if we do not have God's power. It is the privilege of everyone to grow in grace daily reaching higher attainments in the Christian life. Here's another lie of the devil, and I'm going to be talking with you a lot more this week about that. The devil would like the Seventh-day Adventist Church to believe that you will never change in this life, that you can't do anything in this life to overcome the sins that so easily beset us. It is a lie. It's an absolute lie, and we're going to talk about it more this week and disclose the lies of the devil and what God has in store for you and for me. I would that thou would prosper, God says. It's an incredible prospering, believe me. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What an incredible promise here. Our only safeguard against the wiles of Satan is to diligently study the Scriptures to have an intelligent understanding of the reason for our faith and to faithfully perform what? Every known duty. You see, a relationship with God, a real relationship with God is never saying no to anything that God... It got really quiet in here on that, didn't it? The indulgence of one known sin will cause weakness and darkness and subject us to fierce temptation. We could spend a long time talking. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. What is God looking for? God's looking for overcomers. God's looking for you to be an overcomer. And all who stand unshrinkingly in the forefront of the battle must feel the special warfare of Satan against them. As they realize his attacks, they will what do what? Flee to the stronghold. Brothers and sisters, we need to flee to the stronghold. That's where our only safety resides. 
Why? Because God is supreme. He is our stronghold in the time of trouble and perplexity. If we put, on our, entire, put our entire trust in him, we shall find that he is an all-sufficient guide. Amen to that, huh? Amen. He is an all-sufficient guide. No matter what troubles are going on in your life, he is an all-sufficient guide and will guide you through the pathway to eternity. Through the right exercise of the will, an entire change may be made in the life. Whoa. By yielding up the will to Christ, we ally ourselves with divine power. What do we have to do? Anybody? Yield up the will, right? Yield our own wills. Paul says, I die how often? Every day. I had to yield up every single day. Yesterday's experience is no good for today. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, and I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many things can we do? All things through Christ who strengthens me. It's God who strengthens you. It's His power. It's not ours. It's His. And we need to understand we need that power desperately every moment. Listen to this. This is the most incredible quote from Christ Object Lessons. I, as the will of man cooperates with the will of God, it becomes omnipotent. Wow. I'm a country boy. I like to say omnipotent. You know, it's, it's, he, he's potent. Just think about this. The will of man with the will of God becomes omnipotent. Is there any excuse then that we fall and stumble and trip? No, but, you know, it says, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. But we don't need to because if we invite God in every moment into our lives, if we choose to lay our will aside, it becomes omnipotent. Whatever's to be done in His command may be accomplished in His strength. All His biddings are enabled. We're going to delve into that a lot more this week. The Lord desires us to be victorious over the powers of darkness. He is willing to save to the uttermost all who come to Him. How many? All who come to Him. You remember there, Elisha and the Syrian army, man, his, his uh, servant is saying, God, look at, look at all the army surrounding us. We're, we're dead men. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. He prayed to God, God, open his eyes. Open his eyes. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. The whole, the whole surrounding place was filled with chariots of fire. God's chariots of fire. God has never caught off guard. God has never lost a battle. God always wins, and he will win in your life if you invite him in. And there's angels to be there to help you. Could the veil be lifted? We would see that angels of God are all around us to preserve us from unseen danger. Praise God for that, right? Thousands of times has their care been especially manifested for us in our warfare with the agencies of Satan. I look back in my life, and already I've worked my angels way over time way over time and I'm really sorry for that you know but but on a regular basis God sends his angels to protect us remember Ellen White the devil tried to choke her to death the devil wants to choke you to death he wants to rip you to shreds only by the power of God can we be sustained in this life all power Jesus said is given unto me all power God is my strength and power and he maketh my way perfect you say amen to that? I also say to you that 
You are Peter. Remember this? He talked to Peter, and Peter on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Sometimes we think that we've reversed that thing, but in reality what it's saying is, is the devil's gates are going to break down. When we go against the devil by the power of God to take this gospel message around the world, when we assault the gates of Satan, they're not going to be able to withstand the assaults. It's God's power and God will break down every gate of hell. Behold, he says, here's our, here's our mission. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Wow, it doesn't sound too, too inviting, does it? But when you realize that as a sheep, I have got all the power and the authority of heaven, it makes a real difference, doesn't it? Therefore, go, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world. I am with you. Boy, we need to take comfort and counsel in that. Hallelujah for our God omnipotent reigns. Can you say praise God for that? Brothers and sisters, he's never lost a battle. He is not going to lose the war. And as long as you commit and surrender your life to him moment by moment every day, he will not lose you. You will be victorious. You will be one who stands on the sea of glass. <laughs> Boy, and that's going to be an exciting day, is it not? Standing there on the sea of glass, looking back, and, and you look around and say, wow, praise God, heaven is cheap enough. Heaven is cheap enough. There, why, if I had known that, I would have thrown this magazine out a long time ago. If I had known this, I would have turned off all that television. If I had known this, man, I would have gotten rid of my computer. When compared with the glories of heaven, what, is, what do we have down here? How many, how many want to surrender their lives to God and say, God, I want to stand on that sea of glass with you? Amen. Amen. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are the God of power, that you are the God who loves us so much. And you desire to put your arms around us, to give us that power, to live in us, to change us, to defeat the devil. Thank you. Go with each and every one here today. May this be a special day, a new and exciting day when we have a better vision of you than we ever have before. In Jesus' name.